Welcome to the Mercenary Musician Podcast. We are here to help you make money quickly playing covers in bars and restaurants. Stick with us. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. We are your host, Peter Coulter. Oh, I'm Peter Coulter. <laughs> Chad Broussard. I'm trying to, trying to different, <laughs> shake up the intro a little bit. Uh, we're still getting our feet wet here. We just, uh, we're, we're just, learning the ropes. And we're making sure we're having fun while we do it. I like to think so. Yes. All right, so today is going to be a fun topic. Uh, yeah, it's a crucial topic. It's uh, how you network and build lasting connections. Yes, it can be fun. Um, it's just such a huge part of everything. I mean, it's like a buzzword in like every business growth book. Yeah, networking, connect, yeah. making connections, synergy. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and we've been saying it over and over in the previous podcast that uh, so many different aspects of this course or this podcast you can take outside of the music industry and just apply it to your life in general. And this is certainly one of those chapters. Yeah, but we're going to give you some more specific, specific to the industry type stuff mm -hmm. too. And, uh, Absolutely. and I think we've, I think we've kind of drilled down and probably really made it clear that we're looking for, we're in kind of a, a, a pretty specific niche of the niche, niche, Nietzsche, either or Friedrich Nietzsche, tomato, tomato. We're in a pretty specific niche of the music industry here where there are some really specific actionable things when you just you don't just say like, okay, you gotta you gotta do networking for this because there's networking in the small touring band circuit and then there's networking in the bar gigs world. and they're different they're different things. You don't need to you know we don't need to get too much into what the small small bar or a small band circuit thing is because we're not talking about that, but that's yeah, a later course. It, yeah. It's a different, different topic, but, um, for the, the type of networking you're doing here is almost, it's a mix between like business marketing and band marketing. Like if you were in a band, so much of it is just meeting other musicians and industry contacts and, um, like really pretty specific, specific to a, a type of the music industry. Whereas the stuff you're doing here is a little more, it is specific, but it's not like you're going after musicians and other bands and managers and booking agents yeah. really here, you're, which is what you're doing in the small band circuit type thing. You're almost trying to network with like restaurant managers yep. and even waiters and bar bartenders. And uh, yes, musicians too. That's a part of your, it's going to be a part of your network is other people who are doing the, the gig you do, but it's it's just a different, it's a different kind of angle here. So one of the first tips I would say for networking in this, in this part of the industry is becoming a patron yourself. So figuring out what it is like to be a consumer of the thing you're trying to sell, go be a bar patron, sit down and have chicken fingers or whatever, and listen to whatever bar musician is playing and think about kind of look around the room. If the, if this person is good at their job, you'll notice the value they're bringing. And you can kind of just think about that. What are these, what are these people doing? Are they, do they seem to be happy with their, with what they're doing? <laughs> are they having a good time at this gig or are they not? Are the people in the crowd having a good time or are they not? Are there even people there or are there not? So that's, that's kind of my first, I think my first real good, almost, it almost seems obvious in hindsight, but it's not, it, it's it, something that took me a while to figure out. You it, go out to these bars and sit and watch the music. 
but not a lot of people really know how to read a room too. So maybe that's something we should touch on is just kind of just sitting there and, you know, how do you read a room? Yeah, that's, it's a, it's a tangent and that's a, it's a fun tangent though. It's like, it's, and it's such a huge part of so many different aspects of this work. And I mean, you know, again, zooming out of life in general, being able to read a room is a good skill to have and being, being socially aware and understanding what some of the dynamics in a room are with people. I mean, we could, we could probably do a, a pretty fun episode just about like working a room and being a social, socially intelligent social person. Butterfly. Yeah. Social butterfly and how to do that. Yep. Um, matter of fact, that's something I should write that down. It's a good idea. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So you, you go into these places, you, you can call around or Google it and find out where, you know, where in your area, things like this are happening. Um, if you're in a big city, I think it's going to be mostly, you're looking for mostly suburb type spots, um, where I think is where most of this type of stuff happens. That's my experience in Atlanta, brief experience in Atlanta. If you're in a city like the size of Fort Myers, where I live, then you're going to want to look around there and in nearby cities too. I do most of my work in Naples, which is 45 minutes to an hour south of me in Fort Myers. But it, most of the work that I've found is in Cape Coral and Naples, which are not directly Fort Myers, but they're within an hour. So you can look around that way. Yeah, it's a, the, you can kind of do this in multiple levels where you're almost sort of like spiraling with it, spiraling upward, hopefully with it. You go, you got to do some networking to find where the places are in the first place. And then you go to the places, and then you do some networking at the places. Yeah. Um, and then some of the networking at these places you're going to, you're finding out where more places are doing live music. And you kind of spiral this way where you look for places to go in, in a networking kind of meeting people fashion. Hey, where's the live music? Where's the live music? Where's the live music? Then you get to a place with live music and you go, hey, where's the live music? Where's the live music? Where's the live music? Et cetera. And you just kind of build your understand your understanding of an area and your understanding of where this service is selling, what kind of venues and what kind of people go to them and what kind of people do the job and what kind of you could even find if you if you're going out to these places and you're finding man, it's all the same act. It's like a lot of Jimmy Buffett or whatever. You can use that also to make your act stand out a little better. You can say, yes, I can do all that Jimmy Buffett stuff that I know people love. And I also do Bob Marley. And I also do, you know, what, what have you, you're going to add a little, a touch of something to it. So go to these bars and restaurants where there's live music, talk to the musician, tip the musician first, strike up a conversation with the musician, ask them what, what it's like, you know, ask them what they're doing, how it, how it is. Is this your full-time job? That's a pretty common question that People whose full-time job it is love to answer. I tell you from personal experience, I love when people ask me, "You doing this full-time?" Because I get to proudly say, "Fuck yes!" I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a musician. That's my job. Um, so there's you know a bit of pride that comes with that, and you can lean into that. Like you know what it's like to be a, a musician. Talk to the musicians like you would like to be talked to. So you know, make friends with them. If you're really good, and I've had people, I've had this work out for me very recently. I, I literally just booked a guy on a gig who just moved back to town. He was in college, just moved back to, he lives in Naples actually. And he came to a gig. He gave me five bucks. He was like, man, I really like your thing. I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Kind of, I've got a gig or two a week. And I was like, Oh cool, man. Like what's your Instagram? Let me check it out. I checked his Instagram out. He's good. And I booked him on gigs. I've got sub work. I've got more work than I can handle right now. And he saw me, he was like, this dude's good. He looks like he's doing it full time. I'm going to chat with him. We chatted. He asked me like, what about my living and what I'm doing and like what, you know, the right questions, the right questions. And he made friends with me 
and he showed me his promo material and it was good and I booked him on gigs and I've since asked the people who the, the bar managers and stuff that I booked him how do you do they said he's doing he's doing great he sounds real good cool so this is a sub that I have now that I can use whenever I yeah, whenever I need him if he's free you know and it's it's work for him he doesn't have the work he's looking for the work he 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 found one person networked with one guy I mean I don't know he's probably got a bunch of friends but with one person, he's, right person. he's made a thousand dollars in work for me, you know. Yeah, no, that, that's clutch, and that's what you're trying to do. Yes, um, it, it brings us into another point, which is promo material. That was another big key of what worked for him here for this guy. Who I would actually like to, I'd like to start having guests in the next in the next month or two, where we uh, we bring people in who are doing this stuff and doing kind of different angles of it and getting mm-hmm. get different perspective than just mine. I mean, mine is the best perspective, of course, and I'm a, a really intelligent and handsome person, but. <laughs> we want to get other perspectives too. So yeah, that brings us into promotional material. Promotional material. So this guy had just video of him on Instagram and just be on Instagram and Facebook. And for now, I think that's good enough. YouTube, you can put a YouTube video on there. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to show what you're doing, show that you can do the job. I would recommend having like 15 to 20 second bits of songs, maybe like a compilation that's like a minute long, four songs in there. Uh, maybe with a little bit of you bantering with a crowd, if possible. If you don't have any gigs where you can be bantering with a crowd on video, then uh, that's fine. Just uh, you on a chair in your living room is fine, but it will be better as soon as you book a gig to get some promo of you at a gig. We're going to get um, Chad to kind of do a little ride along with me on one of my doubles, and we're going to get some video of me at gigs. And I'm going to use some of it for promo stuff, and I'm going to use uh, for, of my own for my own business. I'm going to use a lot of it for... You guys, uh, we're going to have some video coming out on some of our other outlets where you can sort of see like what I'm doing and show you like what a kind of a day in the life actually looks like here when you're when you're doing this full time. So, yeah, we'll get into that later. So promo material we touched on kind of ties into social media as well. So various groups that you can join. Uh, one thing you can do is start following people that are doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's a good idea. And this is actually something that, that ties into the small band circuit, original music type thing, too, if you were so inclined. Go on Instagram or Facebook and follow these bands. And don't just follow them, but like actually follow them. Like Look at what they're doing and see where they are and talk to them and uh, interact. It's I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with social media, but get especially if you're on there already, if you have a habit of being on social media, use it for, for good instead of evil, you know, get on there and talk to find other local musicians, find other, in this particular case, you're looking for solo acts. Basically there are oftentimes mine is Peter Coulter music, K O L T E R Peter Coulter music on Instagram, Spotify, uh, Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, and Venmo. Of course, most importantly, Peter Coulter music, everybody with a K. They're going to look like that a lot. There's going to be first name, last name music. A lot of times those are, solo artists who do cover work for a living you know go around go around to these gigs get business cards ask people where the live music is go there meet the musicians this is like these are the probably the primary group you want to meet are other musicians who are doing the job you're doing and you can find them on social media as well if you type in there there are social media groups i've had mixed results with actually booking gigs through social media groups the problem with them that i find is they they have this really ugly lowest common denominator thing that happens, which is pretty common in all social media, I found, where like it, it feels like somebody throwing quarters on the ground and it's like, 
kill each other for these quarters, musicians. You know, it's just like, we got a gig here. And like 90 people are like, me, 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 me. And it's just like, that's just not, <laughs> I hate the feeling of it. And they're always like, they're just going to end up with the shittiest, cheapest musician. Usually, I think, you know, or, or whoever gets there first. A lot of times there's this one gig that I just stopped doing because they just had this email list of like 40 musicians. And they're like, hey, here are the dates. And I'd be like, a half hour later, I'd be like, okay, I've got this free. And they'll be like, oh, that was taken. All the dates are gone. You know, it's just like, all right, well, I'm not going to fucking dive on the ground for your scraps. Okay. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's my floor rate. And the only reason I was taking any of them was because they fit perfectly into a certain slot in my weekly schedule that I wanted to fill. But I'm just like, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. I just like don't want to dive for the scraps like that. So that's my issue with social media groups. What you can do with social media groups, though, is see where the gigs are. You can see, oh, these you know local musicians of SWFL, I think, is one. I'm like hardly ever on there anymore. So I, I'm giving you this piece of advice with a grain of salt. Social media groups are, would not be my first place I'd go. But you can find, you can find venues there, there where you can show up in person. You can find where the, where the live music is on these social media groups and be like, okay, well, so-and-so's pizza place has music on this night. I'm just going to go. Yeah, and you can also see the other artists and their material that they're putting out too. Yep, and you can see what their Facebook profiles look like. You can see what a lot, you can see what they're kind of doing. Yeah. Yep. Back to my my real primary piece of advice here though is go to the bars and restaurants that have live music. It's less of an option if you're trying to book country clubs. Um, all my country club bookings have come basically from, well, some of them I've, I've sought out. We'll talk about country clubs later. They're, they're an interesting kind of animal in themselves. Some of them I've sought out now that I know that country clubs are something I want to do. But most of my country club bookings, my first ones, were from people who manage country club entertainment eating brunch at one of my brunch gigs. <laughs> so this is where really the best networking out there is playing out. So this is kind of one of those things where your momentum starts building and it builds and builds and builds and then it gets really going and you don't have to worry about networking anymore. I don't do this. I don't go to bars and restaurants to watch live music, to meet musicians, I don't go on social media groups at all ever pretty much to find out where the live music is because my schedule is basically full and it's if anybody sneaks their way onto my schedule, it's because they're paying more than somebody who's regularly booking right. me now. So it happens sometimes. Somebody reached out to me recently and was like, hey, I heard about you. You know, somebody, <laughs> they heard about me. They're booking Word of so, mouth. Word of mouth. They're booking solo musicians and my name comes up in the area often and she was like what's your rate and I was like well it's this which is this is above my this is like my very tip top of my rate this is like what I charge one of my tip top rates for a bar gig which I was expecting a firm no from she pushed back on it it was not a immediate yes but it was like it wasn't an immediate no and it was well above some of the other stuff I've been I've been booking at bars and I just was trying, my, my schedule's full, so I just tried at a higher rate. We're going to get into this more on, on when we get into the pricing episode. But my schedule's full, so if you want to book gigs, you have to pay higher than my like average rate is for my booked up schedule because mm-hmm. there's an inconvenience fee here. <laughs> you know, even it, it, it would kind of be losing money to book, to move things around to book this gig at the same rate. Anyway, I, we're talking about networking. You really want to get to the point where word of mouth is doing all the work for you and and where your show itself is speaking for itself and doing a lot of heavy lifting for you. One way to do this and make sure you're getting all you can out of your gigs. So once you start booking gigs, you want to be able to book more gigs from people in the crowd who might be bar managers, might be, might want a private event, 
entertainment, might be country club managers, might be restaurant owners, whatever. You just never know. You never know. And if you play a gig every week to 100 people. There's a chance. It's 5,200 people you're, you're yeah. being exposed to every year. Yeah. You know, so at one gig. So you it, it happens. Just trust me. What you need are business cards and you need business cards that lead you to good promo material. An Instagram with some good promo material, a Facebook with some good promo material. My my business cards say Facebook, Instagram, at Peter Coulter Music, K-O-L-T-E-R, and it's got my name and my number on it, and a professional photograph of myself holding a guitar, smiling. So right? it makes sense to have an instrument? I think that having your photo on your business card is important. I don't have any scientific evidence to back that up, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I just have that feeling, uh, especially if you have your look together, which you should, on the topic of another episode, but you should look you should look good. You, a lot of musicians do this thing where they're just like, I'm a musician, I make sounds, so I can just dress like a fucking... Vagabond. Like a vagabond. and Or, or not even a vagabond, but just... And you, you really can't get away with the vagabond thing very much, but you can get away with looking like a nerd, you know, like just wearing like big chunky white sneakers and white socks that are like ankle high and cargo shorts and like a polo shirt that's way too big. You know what I mean? Like you can get away with that, but you don't look good and it, it will hurt you in the long run mm -hmm. to look like that. Yeah, you you know? gotta take pride in yourself. Like, I mean, the, the guy, the guy I was describing there like that, if you're clean and you look kind of put together, that will work. It's, you're not going to get fired over that. But to look nice, wear form-fitting clothing that is like, be, you can even be neutral. You don't have to go crazy and be like loud. Mm -hmm. But something that is like nice and form-fitting and looks put together will go a long way. You're on stage yep. at these places too. You wanna, you're representing the restaurant. So don't I, – I, one of my rules is I tend to – I try to not be too much – less dressed than the waiters. Mm -hmm. They There's a reason they have the waiters dressed the way they have them. And it's because they want the people who work there to look at least that nice, you know? Yeah. So I try to dress a little nicer than the waiters, really, for the most part. And I'll find, I'm, a, I'm off topic as I usually get here, but I'll find what happens is I'll start off a gig I'll, uh, at a certain kind of level of dress and I'll start to realize as I feel aware of it, and this is kind of where your social intelligence can come into play, like, oh, I'm underdressed or oh, I'm overdressed. You'll start to become aware of the fact that, like, I don't fit in here, really. Mm -hmm. And you will you should start to change your dress to fit it. You know, fit it plus one. It should fit the environment, but be a little better because yeah. you're providing a service. You want to look good and make the place look good. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. wear a tuxedo to a dive bar, but don't wear board shorts to a country club clubhouse, you know? But that doesn't mean you couldn't wear a tuxedo shirt. Just the shirt with the fake tux on sure, it. Sure, man. Perfect. Yeah. That's what you dive, yeah, the fake, the fake shirt, the tuxedo. Fake yeah, shirt. that's a good idea. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, and you, you can kind of cultivate a look, and things like that can set you apart too. If if people, and I'm talking about business cards, literally, um, if people see that you care <laughs> and you talk about business, cards. and you have your own, you have your own little look, like it, it can really help out. So yeah, on your business card, I would have a photo of yourself looking put together, a professional photo with you holding your instrument, probably. It can be hard to fit it onto a business card to make it look nice, but you can, you know, you can t format your own business card. And those should be there should be links on there to your Instagram and your excuse me, uh, there should be links on there to your Instagram and your Facebook, and there should be promo material there where people can go from your business card and 
bam, they can see your stuff and say, oh, yep, this guy's good. Or they can just say, hey, I saw this guy out live, manager who I have to run this by before I book. Here's the guy's business card. Okay, let me see what he can do. Bump the, the manager who's trying to sell you to the owner types in the link and then they're they're done. Like it, you, it should be quick and easy. You should be able to see, as a guy who books people, I book substitutes for myself all the time. That's what I want. I want to be able to Instagram you, boom, video, boom, you're good enough, you're booked. And they want it easy. This goes without saying, but it needs to be said. Make sure the links work before the links you need start to work. handing them out. Because believe it or not, I've taken multiple business cards just to get to the link, and it's a dead page. The links need to work. Just Instagram. It's easy. Yeah. Simple. Instagram is the key, I think, right now. Facebook is good, too. I mean, you're, you're going to be dealing sometimes with older people. Facebook is more popular among older people, and mm-hmm. Instagram is more popular among, like, 30-year-old people. I like Instagram better, personally, but, yeah, you should have both, Instagram and Facebook, and you should be replying to messages on both. You should be checking your messages on both, and you should have social media pages for this. Peter Coulter Music. Notice that's not Before Peter Coulter. Before you even start. Before you even start, you should have social media pages for Peter Coulter Music on Facebook and Instagram. That's yeah. And probably a YouTube account also. Those would be the three I'd, I'd definitely recommend having. You should be on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And you should have professional accounts that are specifically for this. It shouldn't be an account that is for your original music and you also do cover gigs. Mm-hmm. Have an original Have an original thing that's its own yeah. thing. Give it a different name. And be Peter Coulter Music. And have that be, like, this is your strictly mercenary cover gig world here. You're trying to look like the thing this bar or country club or restaurant wants. You don't want to look like some folk singer who does original stuff no one's ever heard of because that's not what they're booking. They're booking Johnny Cash, you know, songs and and whatever. So look like the thing you're trying to be here. And compartmentalize it and don't let it bleed too much into other things. I occasionally will do an original song when someone asks for it at these gigs, but that's not what this is for. What's one of the easiest ways before you really start booking gigs to get out there, network and connect and still play? Uh, that's a good question. And there's a really obvious answer to that when it's open mics that I can't believe I spaced out on that one. Open mics are great. I put open mics in the same category probably as like local shows. I mean like a local original shows, but actually I'm going to keep that as a separate topic. So open mics are great for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's obviously networking. You're meeting other local musicians. Um, You're meeting people, even if they're not really musicians, people who are like in the art scene. If you went to an open mic, you would meet people who know me. I don't go to open mics really, but you would meet people who know that I do what I do and know me by name. And you could, you can do the bartenders too. You could very possibly walk in to an open mic and say, Hey, do you know anybody who like does cover music like for a living around here? Like where are the, the I'm looking for paying gigs. I'm trying to make some money right now mm-hmm. and very predict. I, I believe that if you went to an open mic in my town, somebody might say, Oh yeah, I know this guy, Peter, who does that. And they'd be able to put you in touch with me and you'd have that connect that way. Or it's possible that a guy like me might be at an open mic, like actually, having fun doing original music at, at an open mic or something and does the job and is like, actually, yeah, I do that. You know, or somebody in the room might be like, yeah, that guy right over there does that. Go talk to him. Mm-hmm. These open mics will have the people, if they're if not the exact people you're looking for, these open mics will have people who know the exact people you're looking for. So that's still one benefit. That's the networking benefit. You get to play in front of people. This is a good that's practice a tool. It's yes. a huge, huge practice tool. And we're talking about getting promotional material where you're not just sitting in your living room this is a good opportunity to get that footage of you talking to a crowd yeah. 
of you playing in front of a crowd and just doing a little bit of banter. This is like a free, obviously you don't get paid, but it's a, it's a free ability to get some promo if you don't have you any gigs booked. paid an experience. You get, yeah, and, and that's, that's a pretty currency. It is. There's a, man, there's a whole fucking thing about exposure though, but yeah. In the very beginning. In the very beginning, you get, you have to do it. I'm sorry, but But uh, once you get going, you should start treating exposure as a dirty word a little bit. Can't, can't deposit exposure into the bank. Can't pay my mortgage with exposure. Thank you very much. But you do need it in the beginning. Uh, Yeah. You got to get to that point first. Right. Yes. So open mics, I I definitely recommend finding some open mics. You are going to find a lot of these people we've mentioned before who are like the arrogant I don't do fucking cover music. Covers are fucking lame, man. I don't do, you know, you're going to meet those people there. You might also meet, you might also meet some people who aren't like that. You might meet some real live musicians. Well, you better who hope do it, all who don't, like that. who don't have to fucking work at a bank. Yes. And act like they're so, they're too cool for, you know, yeah. For yeah. cover songs. Yeah. Um, so true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. I know. About- fucking, I literally know like landscaping guys who are like, oh, I don't do fucking cover songs. Like, okay, I go you just and play pl- my own pop country. Fucking dig holes for a living. <laughs> no offense if you're a landscaping person, but like, dude, you don't get to high road me <laughs> as if covers are not cool when I am a full time musician and you are not. You know. Anyway, what's a good way of uh, locating these open mics? Oh, just Google it. They're probably all over the place. They're definitely on Google, Facebook, Instagram. Like hashtag open mic. In. Mm. On Instagram, I don't know that they. Yeah, you might have to do hashtag Open Mike Fort Myers or whatever, okay. or Southwest SWFL in, in our case, or Open Mike Chicago, or Open Mike Atlanta, mm-hmm. or Open Mike Mike Memphis, or wherever you are. That might be where you can lean towards those Facebook groups in the beginning. Yes, definitely. Uh, open mics will often have Facebook groups. If you need help finding them, let us know. Uh, I would I would love for you to guys to reach out and be like, hey. I'm in Memphis and I can't find an open mic. Help me. I would love to. Yes, do it. I'd love to help you. You know, we got our contact info at the end of these episodes, I believe. We're still learning. At least I'm still learning how to do this. Chad is kind of the expert here. You'll hear me trying to kind of fumble through some of these podcasting and contact infoing things. But we want to get in touch with you. We want you to get in touch with us and uh, talk to us about what's going on and how we can help and what it's like where you are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about burning bridges. Don't do it. Even if you're a little pyromaniac, <laughs> Man, resist I, the urge. I know people who have just, they're, they're still working, but they're not working with the abundance that they could be because of the way they act mm-hmm. with, with contacts, with, uh, with managers, with other musicians. They just burn bridges. They just like will have, and musicians, artists, a lot of times can be like this. That's honestly why some of the best cover artists, cover musicians aren't artists. <laughs> They're like, they really are just like, I don't even write. I just like, I'm just like a businessman who knows how to play songs and sing because artists can be emotional and I am an artist. I can be emotional. Not drinking helps by the way, but I have learned to keep emotional outbursts to myself. You don't, you do not want to do this to venues because it's not just, oh, I don't fucking need this one gig. It's not just this one gig. It's whoever that person talks to says you're hard to deal with. It can make or break your career. It can really make or break. (laughs) It can really make or break your, your situation. If you really, if you really mess up one bad one, who's really well connected, you can really hurt yourself. And it's not just, it's not just those gigs. It's not just, Oh, I'm missing out on those five restaurants or whatever, or those two restaurants. It's the demand that those two restaurants put on your pricing. The fact that now instead of 15 restaurants competing for your for your business, for your work, there are 10, that 
in the long run will change the amount of demand you have and your supply stays the same. If you know anything about supply and demand, if the supply doesn't move and demand goes down, price goes down. Yep. That's how it goes. If demand, if supply doesn't move and demand goes up, price goes up. It's just, it's simple as can be, right? So don't burn bridges. Keep on everyone's good graces. Make everybody want you. Make everybody want to work with you. Be be as, and don't be a doormat. You don't have to be a doormat. You can, people, people don't even like that. People don't respect that. Mm-hmm. They want to work with somebody who stands up for themselves, who is smart, who knows what they're doing, knows their value, knows their value and is firm about it and will say no to things. You can say no to things, but you just don't be a dick about it. Politely decline things. There's a, you know, I actually had an experience where a musician I know this actually this this most recent bar gig that I said I gave him an exorbitant. Not it's not exorbitant. They said, you know. It's not exorbitant. I gotta get out of that mindset. Know your value, Peter. It's not exorbitant, but I gave him this high rate. This is a gig where I personally know someone who burned this particular bridge, who told these guys to fuck off at some point. Like there was like they were being told to turn down, and the person was like, fuck you, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and burned that bridge. And this is a gig that now I know firsthand it has a big budget. You know, it's a it's a good gig and it's got a nice budget for a solo musician. And you already know to play and, soft. And I know to play soft, yeah, exactly. And I mean, as a solo guy, it's a lot easier because I talk to people and I make friends with people. I, I make sure the person who's making the decisions is my friend. Yeah. And then I make sure they know they can talk to me about things. Yeah, it sounds this like... Is, it's related to networking a little bit, but find out who's actually in charge, find out who's firing and hiring, find out who's signing the checks and or whoever's closest to that person in the room when you're playing. Make friends with them. Make sure that is they, networking one on one. That's it. Make sure that they know that you are on their side. Yes. And if it's too loud, you'll turn down. If yes. it's too quiet, you'll turn up. Yep. If you're not up tempo enough, you'll Get go up tempo. Signals. Go make friends with these people and just say, like, look, I'm benefit, I'm working man. with you. Let's like let's do a good night here. And just, you know, comes back to always being kind, showing respect and being friendly with everyone, even so much of pop it. country. So much of it is that. And that goes to uh, we, we've been talking a lot about like people who book and musicians. So there are really I, I guess there are three kind of general crowds of people you're going to be interacting with. Right. There's booking booking people, yeah. people who are directly going to sign your checks, people who are going to give you money. There are musicians, people who are indirectly going to get you work by using you as a sub, that type of thing. Uh, so also they're kind of colleagues almost. Yeah. Also kind of competition almost. Yeah. You know, they're kind of all those things. Those are musicians. That's your second group. Your third group are patrons. Yeah. Obviously very important you please the patrons. The crowd. So you kind of all have this, all three of those groups and yourself are four groups. If you include yourself as a group are all interacting in this kind of dance, right? You're interacting with the booking people trying to get money out of them and trying to make sure they're happy. You're interacting with the crowd trying to make sure they're happy so that they look good to the person who's signing your checks. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to make friends with musicians, but not threaten them, you know, you're, and get them to book gigs for, uh, get them to give you sub gigs and also maybe give them sub gigs too. It's, that always helps a little back scratching. So like, these are all the kind of groups you're networking with. And sometimes they turn into each other. Sometimes a musician you've worked with is now doing booking. I've had that happen before where a musician is now doing booking at a restaurant because they got really in with the owner or whatever. And they were just like, you're my favorite guy to work with. You're the booking agent now. And also a musician here. Um, That happens. Sometimes a crowd member becomes a booking person. You know, sometimes a crowd member is a wannabe musician who's coming up to chat with you. So all these crowds can kind of inter intermingle and overlap. I think it kind of makes sense to think of those three separate groups as 
different groups that you network with, right? Yes, they all offer something unique to to your benefit if yes. you handle them correctly. Yes, and you should be Never kind be. and respectful and professional with all three of them mm-hmm. at all times. Even when you're like dealing with a heckler, that's like the, the one situation where you're going to be like, okay, I can get a little prickly here. Even that should still be done professionally. It shouldn't be emotionally flying off the handle. It should be gentle ribbing. It should be standing up for yourself. It should be making sure they know that what they're doing kind of isn't appropriate, but without telling them to actually go fuck themselves. Yeah, there's actually, uh, Peter told a story about that in episode two of the podcast, but if you haven't heard it, go back and check it out. But just a brief recap of that, uh, I believe you had it was a fairly large table that came in. There was yeah. one unruly woman, and she kind of... She was so mean. But you, she, you, she was but just, you such, just having such a bad day. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's like how you kind of frame it, you know? Don't make yeah. it about you. Don't make it about her. Just be like, man, you must be having such a terrible day. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Is there, like, what can I do for you kind yeah. of thing, you know? Remember, you turn um, that spotlight I, on them. Oh, you turn the spotlight looking. on them too. There's there's some really fun techniques. I hardly ever get hecklers. It's really rare. But it's I almost kind of like it now because it's just, it, it, it really, it is the... <laughs> The big difference between a waiter, there. I mean, there are a few differences. Obviously, you're playing music, but the big difference in your level of leeway that you can take with a crowd and the level that a waiter can take with a crowd is how how prickly you could be with a customer. You can you can have a little bit of that in your show, and th- this lady was a. Uh, just really being mean, you know, <laughs> it was just like, and like really passively me- being mean at first. And then it like amped up mm-hmm. into like more actively being mean. And my, I was just like, man, are you always like this guy? Like I, it's not like, Oh, go fuck yourself. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Shut up. You know? But it's like, are you like, man, like I'm still laughing and smiling. I'm still having fun like and I'm to- standing up for myself. I'm not letting this person be like this. Yeah without some pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still being respectful and courteous and I'm not like going nuts. I'm not telling anyone ever to fuck off. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's burning a bridge. It's burning. The, it's burning a bridge. That's so the kerosene. To you, light really, <laughs> you really be respectful, be kind. I don't have to tell so many of you this, but be respectful, be kind, stand up for yourself. People want that. They, they don't want you to bend over backwards and be a, their little toy, you know, some people, some people want that, but those are people you don't want to work with. You want to work with people who want you to stand up for yourself. You want to work with people who want a good deal on both sides. Yeah. And you could say stuff like that. Like let them know. Is they like, look, I'm not trying to screw anybody. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt your bar. (laughs) You know, I want you to feel good about paying me the amount you're paying me Mm -hmm. because I want to give you at least that much value. And I obviously want to feel good about the amount you're paying me. Yeah. So I'm, you know, this is what it is. And if it doesn't work for that amount, then this isn't the right fit. And that's fine. You know, that like, that's the type of thing. Oops, sorry. Uh, that's the type of thing where you're being respectful. You're being kind. You're standing up for yourself. That's the way you want to be treating people all the time. Yep. That's it. Yep. Cool. Yep. Man, are we done? Are we short and sweet today? We are short and sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Networking and Connections. All right. Should we recap real quick? Yeah, we'll do a little recap. All right. We're going to do a little recap. One of the easiest ways to build network and connections within the music industry, or just industry in general, or in life, <coughs> is to become a patron yourself. Get out there. Be curious. Talk to people. Get on Facebook. Find where the open mics are. Get out there. Even if you're not going to play, go out. 
talk. Be, be a consumer is another way to think about yes. this. You're trying to provide a service. You should get into the head of the consumer. Get into the head of not only the bar patron, who is one level of consumer, but also the bar manager. Look yes. around. See if you can see when you're out, out of these open mics, or uh, not open mics, but bars or restaurants specifically. See what the managers are doing. See yep. if they're watching. See yep. if, you know, see what's going on there and how they're reacting to it. Sometimes you'll see a manager who's just like, woo, who starts the applause, which is a good sign. Okay. So, yeah. Bars and restaurants, get out there and be a, be a patron. Go to open mics. Meet some other local artists. They, even if they aren't cover musicians themselves. They're still musicians. They, they're musicians, yeah. And I'm sure they know people in your local area. You Okay, I, I do want to give one, one caveat here. Don't be turned away or discouraged if you hear people say, oh, no, we don't really, they don't really do that here. Yeah. You might hear that at, open, at an open mic. You might hear that. You might hear that in different places. An open mic is a prime place. Also, a local original show is a prime place. You might hear that because these people don't don't go. They're not patrons like that. A yeah. lot of these people, they're like they're artists. They're at an open mic kind of for their own thing a lot of times. So some of those people, uh, some of those people may say, oh, no, there's not really that here. And they're probably wrong. They have no idea that this work is out there to be done. So be careful of that. Don't let that discourage you. They're just probably wrong. I mean, they may be right in some areas because I have not done this in every area of the country or the world. But they're wrong when I've heard people say that here and they're really wrong, mm -hmm. <laughs> like super duper wrong. So, yeah, don't be don't be afraid by that. But go out to open mics, meet the musicians, see if you can figure out if there are any cover artists in the room. Um, go to local shows, very similar to open mics. Kind of same idea. There'll be a lot of artists, a lot of people who are just in the artist, the art scene. I should be maybe more specific because local shows is pretty broad. Uh, I don't think a hip hop show is going to help you very much. It might help but you network, but it, that's pretty much it. It and might help you network, but it's, it's not really going to. You're trying to meet like gigs. acoustic guitar players yeah. type people, yeah. and pianists. So like maybe a folk, folk band or a reggae band or a rock band or a country band, that type of stuff. Go talk with those people and see if see if any of them. Another kind of good way to go there is you go to a live show. See if the front man, especially, yeah, does this because it's very common that the front man, the singer slash guitarists or singer slash piano player, does this as a side gig that's what i do i'm in a band and i am the front man i can sing and play guitar i'm the only guy in the band who can and therefore i have a job doing this so if you were to watch my band a rock band and came up to me and said hey man do you ever do solo stuff i would say yes and then you'd have a great start to a conversation contact for this type of thing so local shows what you're saying uh one of the biggest things is if you in the beginning when you don't have shows you should Make it a point to get out at least a couple nights a week as if you were playing gigs and go to these gigs. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because the more exposure you get, even if you're not playing in the beginning, the better you are. And understand, and, and the more understanding you have of your local scene. Yes. Of like what's going on, of where music is, how often it is. Where the good what, music is. Where the good music is. You'll notice a difference in quality between players, but between venues. And notice the crowds. You'll notice differences in crowds. Yep. Crowds will be into certain things somewhere. You'll notice different demographics. You need to go into these rooms and read them. That's yeah. super important. And Learn your scene. One cool thing about the crowds that follow music in general, uh, they love to talk about music. <laughs> yep. No one's going to be like, fuck off, man. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like talking about music. People, I didn't come out here to talk to yeah, someone about music. People love to talk about music. Yep. And that'll be kind of our last segue into... Remember to know the importance of the promotional material that you have. Yeah, it's really important to networking. You're kind of, you're you're just running your car into a dead end if you don't have this, mm -hmm. really. Because you're just saying, I, I would never trust anybody who came up to me and said, I'm a musician. 
book me. Yeah. You just can't. Not in today's day and age. Not possible. Can't do it because I have had nine out of 10 people who say that to me suck. Sorry. So I need to see material. Also, if you're in a bar setting, nine out of 10 people have been drinking and they 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 have that liquid courage. Totally. I can do this. Yep. Yep. So you need, you need promotional material and it needs to be easily accessible. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. We don't. I recommend four, four 15 second clips, like a minute long video of you doing four different styles. Preferably live. Preferably live with a little stage banter in there. Yep. You knock that out. You're going to have work. Yep. You're going to have work. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. We've got some really exciting things currently cooking. So stick with us. Make that money, baby. Keep in touch. Ciao. Thanks for listening today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Reach out to us. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear what's going on in your hometown and how it's going there for you. Peter at mercenarymethods.com. Chad at mercenarymethods.com. Get in touch. We're listening. And hey, don't forget to follow us on the social media, Instagram, Facebook. We're on there. We want to hear from you. Thanks.